I'm Bill Simonson, College Football Playoff Committee Chairman, and my co-chairman is Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com. He is standing by uh, on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line after a huge weekend down in Indy. How you doing, Chris? Doing well, Bill. Thanks, buddy. All right, where were you at on once the games were done Saturday night? Everyone was talking, Twitter, Facebook, friends, house parties. You're down afterwards, you know, doing your stories, going out, grabbing a late night bite to eat. What were you thinking on what the final four would be? And then when they made the announcement it was Alabama instead of Florida State, Mm -hmm. what were you saying? Yeah, I said in my column, my post-game column, I said, let's be honest. We all know the final four is going to be Michigan, Washington, um, Texas and Alabama. There was no way that they were going to leave the SEC out, the SEC champion. I didn't care if it was Georgia or Alabama. And uh, there was just no doubt in my mind that Florida State, they had their excuse already built in, right, that they didn't have their quarterback. And if that were Michigan that had been left out, we all would have been, would have been squawking, right? There's no question about it. I felt terrible for Florida State. But if you ask Michigan fans who they would rather face, in that game, they would probably all say Florida State, right? So I think when the committee, when they look at it and they say, okay, we're supposed to go by who the best teams are, and um, is Alabama a better team than Florida State? And people are going to say recency bias and everything else. Well, Florida State, or I'm sorry, Alabama is a team that's been playing to the level of its competition much of the year, but they still are one of the most talented teams in the country. And I don't think that's debatable. And when they decide to come and play, they're tough to beat. And it's going to be tough for Michigan with that running quarterback as well. That's something where that's something that Michigan really hasn't seen a whole lot this year. So um, I think they got it right, sadly, unfortunately, for Florida State. And uh, like we've been saying for how many years, Bill, they need to expand the playoff anyway so that they didn't get into this position. Just so happens that the last year of the four-team playoff is when we had chaos. So, uh, But Michigan's there, and uh, it's great to see them there again. They played their probably – D, D game on offense. They played an A game on defense, and just like everybody else has against Iowa this year, there is no way that they were going to lose that football game. They showed nothing. They didn't play very well. They weren't very inspired, and they still won and beat the spread 26 to nothing. So, you know what? 13 and 0 pretty much says it all, right? It does. And I don't care if it's Alabama, Texas, Georgia, whoever they were going to play. Uh, this isn't the same Alabama team. They don't have the dynamic running back or wide receiver. They still have stud athletes on defense, but even then, they've given up more yardage. Uh, they they are blessed with talent. It is the SEC. It is Alabama. But for one game, what I'm hoping that they've learned their lesson from TCU last year and maybe even at Georgia, that they have to be on their A game if they're going to beat Alabama and advance to the championship yes. game in Houston. Yeah, and I'm with you. I wrote this today that you have to bring out the Ohio State game plan. You have to Thank pretend. You. Thank you. I, I said that in my opening yes. huge opinion today. I said yes. bring that game plan from Columbus where you actually threw yes. seam routes and not everything is a 40-yard out. All right, exactly. And they have to they have to break tendency. And, and I was doing my podcast today with Doug Skeen, and we said the same thing. Remember that Florida State, that Florida game plan in 2008 when you're like, where'd that come from? And you know what? You had a bunch of receivers out there on the field where you could take advantage of your, your elite quarterback and your elite receivers against any defense in the country. They just chose not to in 2006, but, uh, or in 2007, rather. Um, that's the problem with this Michigan team, though, is that you don't have these elite receivers, and Bama's got some corners that are going to match up extremely well with the Michigan receivers, and they're going to have a hard time getting them off the line. This is going to be a game in which you're going to need your tight ends to go off. And at the same time, the the guys aren't pass blocking well enough that maybe you don't need to leave a tight end in or or a running back in to help 
chip and, and block these guys. So it's going to be tough. Uh, you're going to have to turn J.J. McCarthy loose with his legs a little bit more, in my opinion, get him outside the pocket a little bit more, run some more misdirection, and, and scheme this one up because uh, there's no reason that they can't. And they, we've seen them do it against Ohio State in several of the years that they've played Ohio State. Just recently have they won the games because their defense was so bad in a, in a couple of those losses uh, at the end of the 2018-2019 games. So, um, but they've got the ability. Uh, that's what they need to do. They need to treat this like it's the Ohio State game and go in there and, and really kind of catch them off guard, in my opinion. I agree. Uh, and yep. J.J. McCarthy, had, you know, what's uh, what was strong was their game plan against Ohio State. Uh, I think Ohio State yes. has more dynamic weapons on offense than Alabama does. Yeah, with the one exception being the mobile quarterback, and that's really right. kind of the one that worries yeah. you a little bit. Is like if this kid gets off, goes off, and then you're in trouble, right? You've got to be able to spy him, and you've, he's got great speed. We saw it; uh, he's dynamic. So they've got to come up with a good game plan. Now, the, the good news about that is that Jesse Minter has been fantastic scheming against good, better teams here in the last couple of years. Look what they did against Ohio State both years. Look what they did. Marvin Harrison got his yardage, but he said, you know, they bracketed me, and I've never seen coverage like that and he had to have a couple big big catches to get there so i have no doubt that he's going to come with a strong game plan uh, this is a big line though man if you look at their in the trenches uh, these guys if they can run the ball on michigan uh, whether it's with the quarterback or their backs then you know michigan could have some trouble because it's going to be tough in my opinion for michigan to move the ball consistently on this team this offensive line just is not playing the way it needs to right now and uh, you know i can give them a pass for iowa they were banged up great nugent at center probably shouldn't have even played he was banged up but they are having a really hard time uh, pass blocking on the edges with their guards playing tackle, and it's only going to get harder against Alabama, I can promise you that. Yeah, and, and there are two big games this year, Penn State and Ohio State. You witness that somewhat, and even against uh, the Iowa defense, which I, I find to be yes. – Iowa's defense is as good as any defensive unit they played all year that protect the edge, rolling J.J. out opposite way, doing something, being creative, this run-run pass – it, it is, to me, it's the kryptonite for Harbaugh when he gets conservative and he believes he can win a game by just being very vanilla. And, and we've watched it bite him in the rear at times. Yeah, but not against the really – I mean, when you see – they can get away with that against just about everybody on the schedule, right? right. Now, the exceptions being um, Ohio State, which is why they've changed it up. And he's done a great job uh, against Ohio State offensively over most of the years. Uh, in the bowl games, they haven't, and they've been terrible. And that's another thing that you have to factor in here is that, you know, when you're one and whatever they are in, in bowl games, you know, your, your record is what it is. And uh, you are what your record says you are. And they have not done a good enough job since that first bowl game he's been shut out since 20, 2015 season so uh, they've got to find a better way whether it's preparation whether it's changing things up uh, the way they do things uh, or the game plan and there there were a few games they should have won remember that Florida State game a few years ago when they gave up the big kick return they still should have won that game I thought they had a pretty decent game plan in that one but um, more than anything uh, they've got to get off to a, a better start and they've got to have answers and uh, to me, I'm with you 100%, Bill. That means uh, doing things that are out of your comfort zone and that uh, you, you can't go in there relying on your offensive line to push these guys around because that's just not going to happen. I agree. And I will say, though, their defense and the way they get to the ball and Sandra still emerging as yeah. a leader, and they did that without Johnson. And I know it looked like a game where, yeah, they showed up. It's nice to get another Big Ten 
championship trophy, but the ultimate goal was to get back to that playoff, and this team wants a natty, a national championship. Speaking of trophies, any word on, because there's different photos from different sides, different videos on Harbaugh. He, <laughs> he looked fired up when he was staring at the Big Ten commissioner, Tony Petiti. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, specifically, we heard, you know, he wasn't going. For, initially, the plan was he was going to be up there alone with him on the podium. Michigan wanted him up there face-to-face, and that would have been awkward for the commissioner. Um, then on Friday night, Jim decided, okay, just have him give it to Zach Zinner. Jim Harbaugh doesn't want any part of that guy, and I think that's pretty clear. He did shake his hand, and I think they had a couple of words. And Petiti did make small talk with a couple of the Michigan players, but uh, there is no love lost there. There's no question about it. And I, I know that uh, you know he dodged the Ohio State game, didn't show up. Up and it had to be uncomfortable for him because basically he did everything in his power to keep Michigan from being there and couldn't accomplish that. And you've heard nothing right now about the narrative, about this whole cheating crap with the exception of Ohio State fans and Michigan State fans, of course, who are, you know, that's their that's their bowl game this year, right, is, uh, is Michigan's downfall. So uh, otherwise, around the country, everybody's saying, okay, all right, maybe we overplayed that hand a little bit. Yeah, you certainly did because now you're 13-0. and You're a point-and-a-half favorite against Alabama. And you got a great chance here, if you play well, to uh, get to the championship game finally in Houston. Yeah, by the way, uh, McCord is gone. Uh, he's not <laughs> going to take all the blame for Ohio State and their woes. Plus, he knows Marvin Harrison Jr. is leaving. They don't have a ton of receivers sitting there uh, for whoever's going to step in at QB. And it is amazing uh, how many different excuses Ryan Day and the Ohio State fans, not the players, I haven't heard it from them, but their fan base and even day with this cheating, how how much they despise Michigan and what Michigan has done now and getting through at Penn State, at Maryland, Ohio State at home in the Big Ten Championship and the overall number one seed, yeah. Ryan Day and that Ohio State fan base, they have to understand karma is a blank. It is. They're they're nuts. Let's be honest. Let's call it what it is. It's a coping mechanism for them, and they just can't bring themselves to admit that, hey, we got beat. Even last year when they said they knew that Michigan had their signs and they changed them, they're like, oh, see, see. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Well, no, it takes longer than a week to change signs. I'm like, yeah. Michigan's got them on a wristband, you know, and they go that route. Instead, you know, when they find out that somebody has their signs, they have completely overblown this thing, and it's played out that way, and everybody has seen it now around the country. And some of the people that were really beating that drum, including Feinbaum, have kind of shut their mouths because they really don't have that argument anymore. But some people can't let it go, and they won't let it go. That whole the stupidity of the the uh, Alan Haller argument that our players might get hurt, so we're going to cancel oh, the game. Gosh. If you cancel the game, it's because you're going to get your butt kicked on national television, which is exactly what happened. And they were just fortunate it wasn't twice as bad because Harbaugh called off the dogs. But all that's gone now. It was like winning that Ohio State game and winning the Big Ten was like winning three games, Bill. And just getting everybody to shut up, the silence has been wonderful. Well, and also because it got quiet now on that story and how big it was, is it, it shows what the intent was to try and destroy and derail Harbaugh and Michigan season, and it didn't work. Yeah. It blew up in their face. 
It did, and now you look like an idiot. And I'm looking at a picture of Petiti walking off the field here, surrounded by security, with Michigan fans booing him. And, uh, you know, that's justice, man. This guy did something unprecedented and was talked into it, you know, from what I've heard him tell people, well, the NCAA president was really pressing for it. You're the Big Ten commissioner, and it's on your plate. And whether he was listening to Jim Delaney, who is still an advisor for the Big Ten, former commissioner, or Charlie Baker, who is the, the NCAA president, or whoever, ultimately, Ultimately, it was his decision. He made a stupid one. He looks like a fool for it. And uh, it was great to see those kids celebrate and get what they deserved up on that stage again for a third year in a row. Yeah, between the Big 12 commissioner after Texas won the Big 12, remember he was the leader to block Texas from leaving early for the SEC. The yeah. boos there were unbelievable. Petiti, I, I, you know, and I watched that Big 12 commissioner walk off with his family. I, I hope you get home and you think – that what what your legacy is going to be, Tony Petiti? You're already you're done. You're, you'll yeah. be remembered for this. You'll 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 be remembered for throwing Harbaugh off a call and allowing the other coaches to whine and complain about him. Yeah, that's your yeah. legacy, yeah. Petiti. You're yeah. you're despised. You're hated yeah. because your plan, your plan blew up in your face like it did Ryan Day, like it did Shiano, like it did Franklin. Like it did rule, you can go down the list, including Michigan State. You went after Michigan thinking they had their big stretch of the season, and with no hardball, there's no way that team could go to Penn State, to Maryland, and beat Ohio State at home. Yeah. And you were wrong. No. Yeah, 100%. And if it comes down three or four years from now, if Michigan says it's us or Patiti, who do you think they're going to pick? You know, at Michigan, you can't afford to lose in Michigan. And uh, Michigan can now is now in the position where they can say, you know, we want more money. We're tired of splitting money with the rest of the conference when we're making a vast majority of it or a, a big chunk of it. Uh, so, yeah, he, again, he overplayed his hand. He looks like a fool for it. And the only people that don't think so, again, are the – the rivals at Ohio State and Michigan State. And it's really the ones in Columbus that are still beating the drum. Uh, and it cracks you up, man, to see uh, they just can't handle the three years in a row thing. It was, it's like the John Cooper years all over again. And if you think there was pressure on him this year, think about next year in Columbus. Ryan Day, the, the manufactured uh, anger and everything before the game this year, uh, he looked like a clown. Uh, boy, there's going to be a lot of pressure on him next year as well. Meanwhile, a Michigan National Championship would be icing on the cake. If they go through <laughs> Alabama, you don't want Texas with a home game in Houston. But in Washington, yeah. that's going to be 67-60. Lord knows what the over-under will be in that game. Right. I'll have to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board. But <laughs> if Michigan can finish this off, at the perfect season by beating Alabama and either Washington or Texas, greatest season ever for any Michigan football team. Yeah, and it's been the greatest three-year run, frankly. If you look at it, it's just been fantastic. So uh, credit to these guys and what they've accomplished. And uh, even with Zach Zinter going down, again, that line's got to get better. But now they got a chance to heal up here and put together a game plan and really got to get that one this year, Bill. they got to get the semifinal game to take that next step as a program. But what they've accomplished here, no matter what, will always be remembered. Chris, uh, when you look at the matchup with Alabama, what were your first thoughts uh, when it popped up on TV yesterday that it will be Michigan-Alabama at the Rose Bowl? And somebody was asking me, I, I think, did Michigan have the choice of Rose Bowl or Sugar Bowl, or was that uh, yeah, predetermined think, by TV? 
It's uh, it's really the uh, the bowl games have the right, but they always try to take into account what the number one seed wants. And Michigan wanted the Rose Bowl, so it was going to happen. Uh, we knew that going in if Michigan was the number one seed. So, um, but yeah, I like their lines are huge. Uh, if they again, if they can run the ball, and uh, then you know Michigan's going to have some issues. But um, their quarterback's erratic, but he can move. That's what worries you. Uh, and their corners are so good, and their edges, and those are not Michigan's strengths. So I don't like this for the offense unless they get creative. Uh, I think the defense, it's really going to come down to how they stop the run, but I think it's a pick em. I thought that at the, at the top, I said, you know, I'd, of course we'd rather play Florida State with their third-string or second-string quarterback, and that's why everybody was rooting for that. Alabama's a team that's tested, has an elite coach, and has talent that plays to – uh, to its heights and, and to its ability when they play great football teams and in situations like that. So it's going to be a tough one for Michigan. There's no question. Can they win it? Yes. Would I pick them today? Probably not, uh, just because of their track record in the postseason under Harbaugh and the fact that Alabama, when they get there, um, they seem to know what to do and they have great talent. And and, and the way they match up uh, is really unfavorable for Michigan, in my opinion. But Michigan wins, it's going to be because of J.J. McCarthy, and he is certainly capable of doing that. 100% with you on that. Four weeks from tonight. Yep. Uh, literally almost four weeks to the hour, it will be Michigan and Alabama in the historic Rose Bowl. Early money on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board, that line has gone from one to one and a half that Alabama is getting points. When was the last time Alabama got points? I know they got points in the SEC championship game, but I'm talking about in one of their final games of the year. Over under on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board in Michigan, Bama, 46. So they're expecting... Uh, somewhat of a defensive uh, performance. And on the flip side, Texas is favored by four and a half over Washington. Washington yeah. loves being the underdog there, but the over-under is only 64 and a half. I think that thing, and that's on the DraftKings Sportsbook got a big board. I think that, that, that game is minimum 42, like 30. Minimum. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. And, um, you know, Washington's boy, that explosive offense with those receivers. Uh, but it's going to be fun. And people have been saying it's the best four teams that they've seen in a long time, right? And I agree with that. And uh, when you got a Michigan Alabama in the semis there, um, it'd be a great weekend, Bill. I, I can't wait to get out there. It's been a long time since we've been to the Rose Bowl, and uh, it is a special venue. Chris Ballas of the Wolverine.com for the next four weeks coverage of Michigan Alabama, the entire college football playoff. Also, you have. The transfer portal uh, is underway for next season. Uh, a lot going on. Signing day, the early one, is coming up here. When, when's that? Is that a week away? Which What's that? The uh, Early signing day for football. When is that? Yeah, it's at the end of December, so a couple weeks yet. Yeah. And, wow. uh, yeah so it's crazy. It, it, it's heating up, and the, the portal's just gone nuts, right? Here, here, I'm going to tell you why I believe uh, McCord, before I let you go, this is why he announced he's leaving there are some really good quarterbacks, Gabriel, Oklahoma in the transfer portal, Dante Moore out of Detroit, not really proven yet, uh, left UCLA. But this Cam Ward from Washington State, On3.com, your parent company, did have yeah. Ohio State as one of the destinations. And I think Ryan Day wants a quarterback that can run more, and that could have been writing on the wall for McCord to get out right now. Yeah, and they needed uh, a scapegoat, and uh, McCord it was that guy. And you could sense it in Brian Day's press conferences that, okay, look, I got my new excuse. My quarterback wasn't good enough. We'll go out and get a quarterback, and we'll beat Michigan. Well, couldn't do it with C.J. Stroud either. So um, it's going to be fascinating to see how this plays out. But this is college football now, and it's unfortunate 
you know, I do think they need to put it back in where they're getting a uh, a one year. They have to sit out one year. I don't think it'll ever go back, and it's too bad because um, it's just become a mess. Or at least not. You can't do it in the same conference. That would be another right. thing I would say. Chris Ballas, the Wolverine.com team all over Alabama, Michigan. Thank you so much, Chris. We'll talk later. Sounds great, Bill. Thank you. All right, Chris Ballas checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line.